Welcome to the Becoming Untangled podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Lauren Worthington. We believe that happily ever after is earned through guts, grit, and grace. We are committed to taking massive inspired action and helping you discover your potential. Together, we will give you the tools, tips, and strategies for manifesting your goals and dreams. If you're ready to live, love, and laugh, then get ready to become untangled. Here we go. Welcome to the Becoming Untangled podcast. I am your host, Lauren Worthington. And I'm Chris. My man, Chris Worthington. My lady, Lauren <laughs> Worthington. What's up? What's up, babe? Not much. So you guys, it's been a hot minute. I think we've said that maybe a few times on our episodes, but this is what I love about recording a podcast is that we're just real people talking to you like we were in your living room or at your dining room table. And it's not like we have a fancy studio and we have all this equipment and you know, we're literally in our master bedroom, hanging out on the floor, just ready to rock and roll. And I'll be honest, I have been fighting a cold and I'm just getting over it now. So I'm enjoying a beer while I do this. So Bruce He's not apologizing. Not apologizing. (laughs) Not apologizing at all. But our life has been a little crazy and whose isn't. But instead of saying, oh, we haven't done a podcast in so long, we gave ourselves a little grace and we said, man, we're just going to be parents right now and be business builders and and own that and then we'll have great content to talk about when the timing is right the timing is right connor had surgery today he is resting up nice and quiet the girls are watching the voice so what better time than to give you guys some amazing content absolutely so i gotta ask you lauren my lovely bride yes love when adversity strikes in any capacity how do you rise up it's hard I'm not going to lie. I would say old Lauren would get really pissed and it would stop me in my tracks from anything I was doing. I could be having the best day ever and something could throw me off course and I go, I went, I would go down the black hole into the abyss and it took me a really long time to get out of that. Now, because of all the personal development I've done, because I communicate with you as like, my main person that like my best friend that I call for everything. And it's like, I need to vent. I need you just to listen to me whether it's ideas or really a true vent session. Yeah, for sure. When I say that and you give me permission to just speak. And so with those tools that I've been able to use, I now can take any adversity and I don't really dissect it like I used to. It's like, okay, that's a bump in the road. And what can I learn from it? And how do I become a better person from it? And it's not always rainbows and unicorns. And it doesn't work out perfectly. Um, this week was a great example. But I know, and I, my faith is so like strong, that I know whatever is put in my path I can handle. And that I just take, I guess, one, one issue at a time. Instead of feeling that overwhelm that I used to. Remember, I used to be oh like, my God. oh, I would take on the world at one time. And now I almost like put them into like little categories. And it's like, okay, I can get to this one, check it. This one, check it. This one, check right. it. You know, it's funny. Does that when, answer your question? Absolutely. That was like the longest because, answer ever. Well, I think you gave a better context because realistically, the old Lauren to new Lauren, it's black and white. It really is. It's so different. You know, for years when Lauren was not personally developed, nor myself, 
everything would almost swirl, become this hurricane, and it would really just become a Category 5 and just devastate, leave ruins in our life when it finally hit. And I think what we both have learned, I know I'll speak for myself, I know I've learned over the years as I've grown, is that just handling each issue as it comes up is much easier than dealing with them all at the same time. Yeah. Because it seems like life has a funny way of just throwing everything on your lap all at the same time, no matter what. And you're like, crap, how the heck am I going to deal with this? But yes, so when you're rising up and when you're really taking conscious action to like overcome an issue, what are some of the things that you use for tools? Like what do you rely on to overcome whatever issue comes up? For instance, like Connor this week, we knew he had surgery. You obviously have uh, a corporate job that you work and you're a boss babe on the side and you crush it. How did you kind of manage all of those moving pieces so that you could be there for Connor? Well, I think you said something that just totally made me want to interrupt you and I didn't. So, yes, I'm winning because I didn't interrupt. You're welcome to interrupt me anytime. Uh, My listening skills are improving. No, you said something almost like you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and like you're in that sense of overwhelm and you're just everything's just swirling. Yet... Yes, that's that's what life is, right? I mean, it's just a whole bunch of different things coming at you at once. But now, I almost feel like I'm the Matrix. You know how, like, when he leans back and he's like... One of the best movies of all time. I mean, of course you know I know the that's Matrix. How Are you I, I know me? we love Keanu Reeves. He's my Keanu. spirit, he's my, he's my spirit animal. <laughs> um, now I do feel like him. I feel like a little bit of John Wick, a little bit of Keanu, a little bit of... I love it. A little it. bit of Monica. I'm going to sing that song. <laughs> What's that, Mama number five? Oh, my God. Okay. So what I do now is I feel like I can take, instead of, I can instantly feel when I'm getting into the overwhelm moment, and then I'm like, okay, what's priority? And this week in particular was making sure that Connor had his surgery, and there was a lot of miscommunication, a lot of back and forth, and I was pretty upset with the office. and But I also come from that place. So I'm like, all right, well, they're doing the best they can do in this moment. So I'm not going to be rude or unprofessional or mad. I'm like, this is all going to work out. Everything's going to go as planned. I just know it. So I'm not going to freak out. And I'm not going to feel overwhelmed. I'm going to move on. And I was able to shut it down and move on. And literally, the next thing that came on my plate, I'm able to deal with it. And I'm like, this is not a big thing deal with it and move on and I think I have that valve now that just almost like shuts up that piece of my brain that wanted to like always nag and make things a bigger deal um you definitely change your focus I mean legitimately I recall many years ago the smallest thing you would focus on that you'd harp on it and quite frankly I did the same thing and I always took it as wow this one little thing is just so extravagant and i made it so much bigger than it really was i had heard a quote not long ago and it was you could tell the size of the person by the size of the problem that gets them down Mm -hmm. and i was like wait a minute i applied that to myself and when i realized yeah when you do that you're like i don't want to be small i don't want to be that small small person yeah no exactly so um i feel like that was kind of a testament to that quote was what you were just talking about yeah knowing that that communication it wasn't your failure it was on their end and it 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 still worked itself out it still got to the final end point which was the surgery happened you were able to manage your schedule you were able to manage all the other things and get everything done so that this could be a success today this was a win yeah i think that'll be part two of this conversation of how 
I'm able to sort of fit things in in my pockets of time um, because I don't find them overwhelming. But before I say that, I wanted to give Connor's example, which I think is really important for people to to see if you don't have children, you know, maybe you have a niece or nephew or, you know, you know, whatever you might have, you know, children in your lives. Everybody usually does, but to watch him today, actually all the weeks leading up until this moment today, really struggle with the unknown and that fear that took over, like it was was really painful as a mama bear to sit and watch your child really sob because he was so scared of the unknown. And we did a great job. Chris, you know, had lots of examples to give him the support staff there, the doctors, the nurses. I mean, it was just more than we could have ever imagined to kind of keep him in that comfortable state. And he felt really comfortable with us saying, you know, he's anxious and a little scared. But to watch him kind of go through all those motions of the power that the mind has to tell you that you're so freaking scared that he had a physical reaction. And even to the moment, you guys, where he was laying on the table and I, I got to go in with him. and I chickened out, by the way. I do <laughs> no, not do well with children and having the mask put on. I'm like, nope. Well, I put the other, you know, I went in with the other girls or our girls, so... That's my fear, right? So we're laying, you know, I'm sitting right next to him and everybody's around him. And he's, again, he's very, very upset. And they start to put the mask on and they just, we start talking about, you know, Gronk and the Red Sox and, you know, how Connor has awesome hair like Julian Edelman. And I don't want this story to go on much longer. But the point of that is, is Connor ended up laughing and really smiling before he really even got any of the the root beer drug that he put over his mask. And he fell asleep smiling and we all just broke out in laughter and we're like, man, if only everybody could go into surgery with such a great attitude because at one point he realized like he was comfortable and that everything that he had created, the story that he created that was so basically full of fear was really nothing when he finally got there. Then he woke up and then today he said, um, man, I really guess I like over over um thought that and maybe i didn't need to freak out as much and i said no you absolutely should have because that was you in that moment learning who you are learning yourself right and i think we all can take an like a good look at a a child going through something that's fearful and then watching them instantly know the lesson the second they come out of it yet us as adults for some reason we tend to hang on to those negative. You could have had the same situation with Connor, yet you still probably would be upset about how much, you know, you were scared before and you would hang on to that for years and years and years. But he's over it now. He's Which, like, I feel great. Yeah, and that, that that point that you brought up about him focusing on the outcome, the outcome for Connor wasn't that he had surgery. The outcome was that he overcame his fear. I think that's the biggest thing is really just breaking it down at its core, you go... I'm afraid, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm insert whatever uh, synonym that goes with fear. He had to overcome it. It was going to happen whether he liked it or not. It had to happen. And as a result, he went with it. And he brought the right attitude with him. And that's 99% of it. Yeah. It's attitude. So, you know, focus is one thing, but your attitude about that focus is something totally different. And I feel quite strongly that no matter what the adversity is that you're going to go through, 
if you focus on the pain points of those bad moments, that's all that your attitude is going to reflect. If you focus on the outcome, which was a positive outcome or the positive side or the silver lining, if you will, then your attitude is going to reflect that focus. So it's really important, I feel, when you grow as you get through these things that you focus on the silver lining and... Are you all right? Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) And this is the beauty of not editing our podcast. He stopped. I think he stopped breathing for a hot minute. Do I have to do CPR? No, but I'm getting over over this cold. And as I'm talking, it's like you make my throat tickle. Oh, I didn't do anything. No, I said as I'm starting to cough. Oh, I thought you said you make my throat tickle. (laughs) you make my heart tickle my cold makes my throat tickle um no but just having Mm -hmm. that good proper attitude about anything that goes on in the positive will absolutely make your attitude better yeah yeah and i i mean fear is like a whole other subject and you know there's all these things that we speak about you guys are all broken up and they all mesh together like these are just for sure real life examples so Take what Connor went through today and think about something that you're going through in your life that you're fearful of or you're not doing because, <coughs> right? You're giving it an excuse. <coughs> you're going to have to leave the room because you're coughing a lot. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> you're kicked <laughs> off the podcast. So I'm trying to think of an example for me. I can tell you one. Of me or you? Well, for I'll, tell, well, I'll stick with me. I won't speak okay. for you. I got any reminding. Um, in my in my chosen profession, I'm obviously involved in so many different levels of things, and so oftentimes we're exposed to trauma in really awful situations. And you know, through your training and through your experiences, you kind of learn to grow away from the fear, and you act. What happens though sometimes is the fear hits you almost after the fact, and so I had to learn how to overcome that part of it. I had to learn how to compartmentalize a lot of the things that either we witness or we experience. So that was a whole level of having to try and overcome that. So realistically, what I did was I just tried to, instead of letting it all bottle up, I used Lauren, who is literally my partner in life, but she's also my accountability partner. And I would have conversation with her Although sometimes not easy for her to hear, it was really, really valuable for me to get this stuff out, these experiences out. And that allowed me to really rise up and overcome a lot of the things that may affect other people in a different way. So for me, that's where it was. And it was, um, so I would say it's fear, but it's after the fact fear, which is not uncommon for first responders, I would say. No, I, I think, well, I mean, you could you could put that into anything. Like if you, you know, Natalie, my water broke two months early or even more than that and 12 weeks early and you just have to go with it. You can't really think about the outcome other than her just being healthy and happy. So you just move along with it, right? You move along with that energy. So whether you're, you can apply this to anything in your life and I like to always break it down. So it's like whether or not you're stuck in your business because you won't make phone calls because you're scared of the outcome, you're scared that they're gonna tell you no, big deal. People say no all the time. And I'm gonna be honest with you, a lot of people will not respond to you at all, which I think is, quite honestly, their own fear, right? It has nothing to do with you because someone's not telling you no, they're just scared to say no. And 
It could be something like you're afraid to, I don't even know, start like training for a marathon. That is scary because it's, you sent, you, you think about it, you set the date and then you get overwhelmed and then you get scared. You get scared because you might, it might hurt. You get scared because you don't know how to do it. it you get scared because you might not complete it, right? There's all these things that go in between and now, if you can, while you're in those moments, you cut them at basically chop them down as they come. So it's like, no, I'm going to do one mile today and I'm going to be so friggin' proud of myself that I did one mile. Okay. The next day I'm going to go for a mile and a half. You break everything down into segments. Same thing with your business. You know what? Maybe I can't reach out to 10 people a day or a hundred, right? You hear that a lot, like a hundred people. Chris and I just did a training on this. Break it down into simple systems. Reach out to five people. And don't do anything but be a nice human. Make connections with people. There's all sorts of different ways that you can overcome things and your obstacles that are like right in your path. But you, instead of staying in that state of overwhelm or waiting to be overwhelmed and then have a life experience totally derail you, all that adversity... Well, then you now have an excuse. You're like, well, it didn't work for me because I was so blah, blah, blah. Right. And I think that goes back to the whole focus point. Like if you focus on the reason why you didn't get something, that's going to be the excuse. Or if you focus on why you are going to get something, that'll be your future are dream you vision. How long like, did I so live huge. in the education world? I lived in the, I never completed this. For years. Which is funny because like I feel like you looked at a lot of like, so we're diametrically opposed. So I have my doctorate and Lauren, you know, does not. But at the end of the day, I look at her as an equal. Like it, it, she has the School of Hard Knocks uh, doctorate degree. Yes. So for me. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. That is if you worry, thing. If you worry about your level of education being reflective of your intelligence, that's going to hold you back. And it that's did. Focus. Oh my God. It held me back forever <laughs> because I was seeking the approval of other people. You know, I would feel good enough if I had my bachelor's, if I had my master's like everybody else, if I had right. my doctorate, people would take me seriously. And those people sometimes are the ones that are closest to you. And that was my situation. And really that had nothing to do with those people. It had nothing to do with my education. It actually was that feeling of not feeling worthy enough and not feeling good enough. And how did I get there? And so then I went to work right. and I basically worked backwards. And so instead of saying, I basically was like, I don't want to be in this state of overwhelm anymore. I don't want to always keep looking back. I want to rise up. I have a choice to change. So I'm going to change. But how do I get there? I have to find out how I actually got here before I can get there. And again, like I said, that focus shift was huge in you, especially back from uh, yesteryear, Lauren, to present Lauren. It was, I noticed it just from outside looking in because you were like focused on all the bad things that happened. You would give me a list of everything bad that happened in your day. And if I asked you, hey, what, what happened great in your day? I don't know. Now it's like Lauren will come home and she's like, oh, this was awesome. This was amazing. Because her focus is totally different. And I know that sounds a little cliche and it's easy to do. It's easy to get caught up in the negative because that's 
quite frankly, it doesn't take any thought. I mean, all you have to do is turn the news on and there you go. You have all the negative that you want. It takes a lot of work to really isolate the positive things that are going on in your life and focus on those and maintain your focus on those. Even though an issue happened, you say, yeah, it happened, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep moving forward. I have my vision. I don't care. I'm moving on. Yeah. So many people want to, and I feel like that's where drama comes from, right? Like people want to talk drama and do all the other things. Well, they're playing small. Like because that's the, the it's easy to talk about the negativity. It's easy to talk about other people well, who are trying to... to be successful and say, well, they're not being successful or they're not going to get success because, and then they're all whispering behind your back. Well, well you they, rise up. And you deflect your own issues to someone else. So if you're, yeah, God, we, this is like. This could be like an hour podcast about a certain situation, but you can be around people who who do this very thing, right? We all have them in our lives. It's just the reality. However, when you see people bringing you down or talking badly of others, that's on them. That's their own issues that they're trying to pass off basically as a disguise to somebody else. And it's just, if you can truly be who you are meant to be in your own authentic self and like really know how to rise above that noise, you will see that they're full of shit and that they don't get in your way and they don't bring you down. And who cares if they don't join your business? Who cares if they're not your best friend anymore? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? You say thank you and you move on. But a lot of us get stuck in those like like I said, that abyss, that hole where it's like maybe someone you're with is like keeping you playing small. They're dragging you down. <clears throat> maybe it's a job. Maybe it's, it could be a relationship. It could just be you. That's let, me ask like, you let me ask you a real quick question. Though. Yeah. So you reference this abyss and if someone out there listening is in that That's abyss. It's a really good movie, by the way, if you've never great seen movie. it. Great <laughs> movie. How do you, how did you work your, work yourself out of that? How did you, what actionable steps that you can offer someone now that you went through well, that I can know, help them rise up? So for me, I didn't speak for years, right? I used to be like my whole life I was loud and bubbly and outgoing and kind of, I don't know, people used to, my nickname used to be like Hollywood, like life of the party because it was all just like, I felt like a show, but it was me to some degree, but I never spoke about the things that hurt me. I never spoke about the pain I was in and I would swallow it. And over time it built up like a volcano. So now communication it's all communication. That is my answer to you. It's all communication. Everything I feel, I either am communicated on paper or I freaking talk to myself in the car. You guys, she journals like crazy. We have like I have a lot notebooks of books everywhere. everywhere. And they're all her thoughts and just things that she's feeling and she writes them out. And they're actually amazing, um, amazing pieces. So. I call Chris for sure. I call my girls. I call my very close circle and we run different ideas off each other or we run things, you know, back and forth that might be struggles. Um, there's like the, the tools we have to communicate with our people in this entire planet. Like there's so many ways. There's no excuses anymore. Can I point out one other thing that you did? So a lot of people will always add and add and add and add into their life and they have essentially become overwhelmed as a result of that. Mm -hmm. You did a great job of subtracting. 
yeah to your benefit like i mean and i don't mean like subtracting like the fun things what i mean is like she took stock of what was important to her and said if this is not serving my purpose then i'm willing to bless and release it yeah and that was, that was people, a big places, step. and things <laughs> people places and things yeah. so really it was just getting clear on where you're going and then anything not serving that vision you were willing to let that go yeah i mean a a gosh a recovering people pleaser i would say yes to everything even when i didn't want to go and now i really think about it i'm like it's not that i don't want to go let me just evaluate like what's our day look like where will chris be how much family time have i had am i gonna feel exhausted is this benefiting me in any way you know and i i go through like a little mini checklist of the things that I make sure that I'm going as me. So when I show up, I am vibrant, tentative. I'm ready to communicate. I'm ready to connect. That's the Lauren I want to take into these situations. But if I know I'm not going to be like that because I'm overwhelmed or I'm frustrated or I have all these things to do, then that's where I have to say, you know what? You don't want that version of Lauren showing up. And so I can say no and I'll pass this time. So I think... A lot of us say yes to everything. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And oh, yes, I'll have 18 businesses. And oh, yes, I'll I'll meet you for dinner like 18 times a month. And yep. it's like you start doing it and you're like, where did where did that time go? My business isn't moving. I haven't seen my family. I mean, it's there's the art of reflection, which we've talked about a lot in our podcast. But you really want I want to come home every night and put my head on the pillow and say, did I do the best I could do today in the situations I was given? It's not business-centered. It's not family-centered. It's just all in general. In the situations that God or whoever the universe put in front of me, did I do my best? And do I feel like I accomplished what I needed to accomplish? And if I can say yes to all that, then I'm a happy camper. Yeah, I mean, look, this life is a journey. And it's not about... I, I would imagine that wherever you end up... And you know, I'm not an overly religious person, but wherever you end up... I can't imagine they're going to be like, hey, you know, you should have been more negative. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you should have been pissed off more. You should have done this more. So for me, I kind of look at it in that sense. I'm like, you know, who am I to really just get this precious thing we call life and be so negative about everything? It's just not well, worth it. First of all, I mean, you have to think about when you're facing, you say, adversity or an obstacle or you're in that negative space, would you rather live there or would you rather live in the positive and feel invigorated, feel like you're you're here for a purpose, that you have a plan that you might not have at all, but in, internally you feel alive? Which one would you rather be? Well, guess what? I'm taking the positive side. I'd yeah. rather be vibrant and feel alive and know that I have, there's a bigger plan ahead for me. And I say that to myself every single day. I'm like, right now, I feel like this is like the beginning of my new sort of volcano. It's like the volcano I always wanted, not the negative one, but the positive, happy, it's going <coughs> to erupt and all these Smurfs and trolls and happy rainbows are going to come out. And Don't forget the unicorns. And unicorns and it's going to be amazing. But that's how I feel all the time because I make a choice to feel that way. And it's not for everybody, but guess what? It's the best way to be. I'm going to be completely honest. And if you don't feel that way, there's something not that way. There's something that you probably should take a closer look at. 
Oh, for sure. Well, and full disclosure, listen, I wasn't always the most positive person either. So I don't want to paint the picture that I'm like, you know, uh, everything, the whole world is peaches and cream and I'm Sarah Lee. Um, That's not at all what I'm saying. I was absolutely in a very negative place for many, many months at times. But um, what I realized was that I feel better when I focus on the positive and that it's okay if a bad situation happens. It's okay to communicate how pissed off you are about it. It's okay to be upset and angry and frustrated, but it's not okay to stay there. And I think that's what I've learned over the years is that hanging on to that anger, hanging on to a grudge, hanging on to anything that's with angst or anything like that only hurts the person who's hanging on to it. Right. It doesn't hurt the yeah, person you're mad Yeah, what's that quote? Like you're drinking poison and... Yeah, spit. you drink poison and expect the other person to die. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really what it boils down that. to. You know, and I'm working really hard, especially lately, because of Lauren, because of her personal growth, to really focus on the positive, to rise up. And I think at the end of it all, the adversity that we experience, it was meant for us to some for some reason. We may not be, uh, it may not be meant for us to know why in that moment. Oh, but we definitely don't we know why. We definitely <laughs> will have to overcome it. And I always, always, always believe that no matter what, once you overcome it, two, three, maybe four years later when you look back, it makes more sense. You guys, this, well, you just, oh my gosh. There's so many things for like nine hard, solid nine years, I would say. Chris and I lived in that. It was an insane state to live in. And some people knew and some people had no idea. We were living paycheck to paycheck. There were days where our bills would get, or our electricity would get shut off and we wouldn't know how to pay for it. We Chris was working all the time just to survive. We were going through, um, gosh, I, we had uh, seven pregnancies and we have three, was it seven or eight? See, I lose count. Seven pregnancies, I think. I think it was eight. Eight. And we have, we have three beautiful, healthy children. And th- and a lot of them were further along than most people thought. And we had to deal with that over and over and over. And then all of Chris's police stuff that he had to face. As a police wife, I had to watch my husband go through that. And instead of me breaking down, I had to be that strong person. So I added that layer on top. There was one time he came home, you guys, and I had to wash his uniform in our washer and dryer and it was full of blood. And guess what? I just did it and everything was quiet and I made sure he was okay. He went to sleep and I added that to my layer. And then Chris, as I'm adding things, he is adding layers, right? And I'm telling you this because this is true life of nine years. We lost our grandparents, a lot of them, I, I don't know, we had so many grandparents <laughs> yeah. between us. We lost my our very, very favorite, oh, our first baby, Harvey, like our little puppy. All while Natalie, our daughter, was born two months early, and then she got sick. I mean, you guys, the list was going on and on. It never stopped. We thought we were cursed at one point. I mean, this was like stuff that we were like, how can this even happen to one couple? But I remember this a year ago yesterday when our friend Seth took his life. We woke up at like three o'clock in the morning, obviously crying. And I saw these blue lights above our bed 
and not blue lights, like not like police lights. It was just like a glow and Chris didn't see it. And I have like this whole other spiritual side that I can tap into. And all I remember saying is it's over. He is telling me that it's over, that everything's going to be okay. And that everything that we've gone through, there is a reason for it, that we're going to be able to share our story someday, that we're finally going to rise up and be able to share those truths that we were so afraid to talk about. And I'll never forget that feeling. And I I just, it felt like the weight of the world literally just Mm. went with him Mm -hmm. and, and he's got our back. And it was Oh my gosh, it like takes my breath away. And that's how I feel because fast forward to today, a year later, we still had struggles throughout the whole year. But in January, it was really when I I think we were like, enough is enough. We are ready to rise up. And that guys, that was only a few months ago where all the pieces started to come together. Right. Things started shifting because we were so sick of staying where we were and being stuck in the overwhelm and the fear and letting life's experiences take us down that abyss. We said, no, we're out. And you better watch out because there's a reason this all happened. And we're here to rise up and we're here to teach you how to do the exact same thing. And it's not perfect. And we still screw up every single day. But we own our screw up. But we own it. And we're not afraid to say This is what's going on in our life. We're not afraid to ask for help anymore. I'm not afraid to not talk to you. It's just somebody out there has to feel the same way I did. I know it. And I'm like, if if that one person is listening or if that one person joins our business or that one person becomes our friend, I know we can make that a difference. And that's all that matters to me. We speak to so many people who are our former selves. And that's what I love about... Um, when Lauren speaks is we're really speaking to old Chris and Lauren and I love when people come up to us and particularly when we go to certain events and they're like we really resonate with your story because that means this is all worth something and that's what it boils down to because we don't get sponsored on this podcast we just do this because we we have a message we want to help people who are perhaps in a similar situation as we were in grow and that's what it boils down to yeah and i mean the the beauty of all of that is we talked about that earlier on the podcast or this this particular version was you can stay stuck and try to figure out the why i remember always saying why is this happening why 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 and i couldn't understand i i tried so hard there was nights i lost so much sleep i to try to figure out why these things were happening. And I would scream out like, why me? Here we go again. Why me? And if I could give my former self a little advice, I would have told her, actually would have hugged her and just said, just because you don't know this now, relax and like, just move on. Like it's going to be okay. Or have faith something pull from something and I did that's honestly where someone just asked me the other day about my faith and I used to be afraid to talk about it and I'm like no actually because she said are you a Christian and I'm like well you know I'm spiritual and this and that and I turned around I was like well yes I suppose but I'm also a very fancy whatever you want to call it because I've made up my own sort of religion because I pull from all sorts of different things and I think that's what makes me unique but that's what makes (laughs) me you're a Lauren (laughs) (laughs) that's what makes me 
<laughs> me. And what's gotten me through those things is that I have my own version. And I, you know, that's a whole other thing. But for me personally, it's not one size fits all. I like to take different pieces. That's why I read different books. I listen to different podcasts. I have different mentors that everybody gives me something different, but it feeds every single part that my soul requires. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. You know. Whoa. That, that was, was a, that, that was totally went off. Like <laughs> I feel like I feel like that went like off the the rails. Awesome, that was fun. Well, I really enjoyed that one. I just want to give people permission to speak their truth and not hide. You know, I hid for so long, and uh it's just it it's just it's not worth it. And I know you might have to do it in this moment, but that's okay. Just know that it does get better, and whatever situation or. If you're feeling, I mean, like I said, you can categorize this into anything. You can put it into your business, your relationships, your just life in general, how you're doing and morph it into whatever you want. But you, at the end of the day, have the choice. Nobody else can decide how to get out of the overwhelm, how to get out of, you know, your your lack of communication or your lack of asking for help. That's on you. That's not on anybody else. For sure. And I absolutely love finding your focus, whatever that positive focus is that you can isolate, focus solely on that, grow from that spot. Don't grow from the negative spot, grow from that You have to want to rise up so much. And people have different thresholds, people have different rock bottoms. Sure. But I remember the day that we hit ours and I, we were both like, literally could flip the table done. That this was not going to be our children's story to tell about Chris and Lauren. I was like, I will be damned if this is the situation. So we are going to rise up. I will do whatever it takes. And it was little things. I had to figure out what fills me first. And I said, okay, girlfriend, you have to work out every day because that helps you de-stress. You have to get your nutrition back on point. I mean, we literally live and breathe the system. Mm -hmm. Do it. Then you've got to have your date days with your husband or your date nights. You've got to have your family time and your personal development time. And I went back to work because I wanted some more, like, I don't know, fuel for my brain because I still had that little bit of, oh, I should have, woulda, coulda. And yeah, I put a lot on my plate. But guess what? That was the fuel to my rocket ship. And now it's like blazing the trail. So it's like everybody watch out. She's unleashed. She is like not only. I'm thinking of that song. She's risen. On huh? She's on the move. She's on the move. Yeah, I don't want to sing it because I'm. I get a cold. I don't know. Some acoustically sound in here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you sound like crap. But we, we could go on and on. I just think so, it's. This was an awesome podcast. It was an awesome podcast. I would say biggest things to take away: focus on the positive, get clear on your vision, and keep moving towards it, no matter what. Always stay on that. And sometimes the answer isn't in addition; it's in subtraction. And if you don't have the belief yet, borrow it from somebody else. Borrow it from us. We're living proof, guys. There's so many other people out there, especially on social media, that are sharing their truths. Borrow their belief until you can find yours, until you 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 discover yours. You get to peel through all those layers. But once you do that, it's okay if you have to borrow it. But that's how you focus on the positive. You find out why you're attracted to somebody that you're watching on social media or who you're finding at a coffee shop that you, why do I really like this person? Chris did this today with a nurse. He like 
immediately jumped in the conversation. I was sort of studying her, like, what are, what are my vibes about her? And, like, it took me a minute. And I'm like, actually, I really like her. So whatever you have to do, take a hot second. Take a hot second in everything that you're doing. Figure out where your overwhelm is. Figure out where your gaps are. Figure out the people you need to get, sorry, you got to get rid of or move on from that aren't serving you. Do the laundry list of things we said, and I'm telling you right now, everything will start to change, and you yourself will start to see yourself rise up from all situations. I love it. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up now. Thank you for tuning in. We love you guys so much. Anything else, babe? Just check Lauren out on social medias. Well, and we would love, 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 like love it when you guys drop reviews or send us an email or shut us out on Instagram because I love to hear takeaways from everybody that's listening. So thank you so much. And we will uh, see you guys next time. Catch you on the flip side. Bye guys. A huge hug to all of you who have taken the time out of your day to listen in. My hope is that you've taken away some nuggets and feel inspired to become untangled and be the leader of your life. It would mean the world to me if you share this episode with a friend. You can also head on over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating. We would be so grateful. Remember, you have to love yourself so much, so deep in your soul, to love anyone else thereafter.